Hey guys, Ryan here. If you're a prayer person, we wanted to request prayers on behalf of Ralph Strangis for his battle with cancer. Even though he doesn't know me personally, Ralph was... All right, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, along with Chris, I'm Ryan, and we're talking tonight about Game 4, and probably one of the most interesting officiated games I have ever seen in my entire life. How? What's your overall feeling of this today, Chris? I feel bad. I think that's every Stars fan's feeling right now. Bad. And really, really mad. Honestly. Really, really mad. So, it was a pretty good game overall. It was a very fun game to watch. And I enjoyed watching it. And it was ended terribly. And then the refs got involved. Several times they, on both sides of the puck. They ruined the best. Bay side. They ruined the best game of the series. This was the best game of the series by both teams. They both played great. It was great back and forth, mm-hmm. lots of goals, and the referees ruined the best game probably of the Stanley Cup Finals. And the NHL has to do something about it. I mean, it's yeah. Well, what kind of makes me upset is that. You know, I was really hoping that Bonus would say something about the bogus call at the end of that, but in very Bonus fashion, he didn't. Yeah, he's too. He's too passive. He's too milk toast for that. Yeah, Pavelski yeah. didn't hold back. Uh, yeah, Pavelski was very ticked off, and uh, honestly, that was the worst call I've ever seen. In my entire life. At, and at, at the very least in a playoff game. That's the worst call I've seen. So I actually I found something very interesting. So the two refs that officiated this game, Wes McCauley, Francis Charon, they started officiating the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. And they were replaced during the first three games. Remember I said the first three games were the highest number of penalties? For that series, they were replaced after Game 3 because of poor officiating. They're going to be replaced again, I would and, think. And guess who it is? Wes McCulley. I wonder why he's back on the ice. TV ratings, that's the only reason. He drives well, up TV ratings and people... That's If you know, that's the only referee's name that I know is Wes McCulley. Because he does funny, stupid stuff. But he likes to be in the spotlight, obviously. From the first three games of the last Stanley Cup Final... Lots and lots of calls, and this series so far, lots and lots of calls. He likes the spotlight, and it's honestly costing the Stars the series. It really is, just because NHL wants to drive up ratings. So I don't think it's the NHL's stacking the deck against Dallas intentionally, and I don't think Tampa's paying off the refs. I'm not a lunatic to believe that. But Wes McCulley is 
officiating this game because he drives TV ratings up, and he's obviously not fit to do it. Example, last Stanley Cup final. And here he is, doing it again, throwing away another series, and poo-pooing the best, <laughs> the best playoff game we've had. Yeah. And it's, this is all in the NHL. There's no reason Wes McCulley should be on the ice right now. There, there's absolutely no reason. They need to be replaced. I mean, I mean, I, I, it's I too really late honestly don't know it's what to too say. Late now, three to one in the series. It, it's honestly too late for this series. There's got to be the NHL needs to, at the very least, learn from this and not put Wes McCulley on the ice just because he drives up TV ratings and to hold officiating accountable. Because this game is ruined by a bad call. Even if Tampa wins any other way, if they win after the power play, I'm more okay with it. The reason it sucks so bad is because it's a ruined hockey game. The game's completely ruined. I I don't understand why the NHL is okay with it. They can't be. Well, well, they might not be okay with it. We just haven't heard from them yet. And I guess we'll see if they replace the officiating crew. And if they do, then that means they agree with the general public and thinking that this game was kind of crappy because so, all right. So I'm, I'm just kind of looking, going through the penalty list and looking at some of these penalties. So the Jamie Alexiak call in the first period, that was a pretty obvious one. No, that, that was, was, that was the weakest one. Really? No, I don't yeah. think that was the weakest one. Not okay, on the start. Second weakest. The Cogliano one was weaker. That was the weakest, yes. And, and that was – and you know why? We'll, we'll get you know to it. it keep, was called? Keep, keep going from the beginning. Keep going from the okay. beginning. Okay, so the first penalty it, we might not agree on. Okay, I, I thought it was fine, and you thought it was kind of crap. The second one I I thought was definitely deserved. Yeah, and I thought We that deserved was... that one, yeah. I, I thought it went down easy, but it is a can opener, so he's going to call it. Okay, and then let's talk about the last penalty in the second period, the Andrew Cogliano hooking minor. I think the only reason why it was called, it, well, two reasons. One, who's the puck carrier? Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman. That's it. That's one of them. The second reason is because he sits there and shakes his hand. Oh, yeah. No, so actually... That I, takes me off. I wanted that to talk about this. takes me off. So, you see who's out for the stars. Foxa, Como. Throughout this game, Tampa Bay was diving all over the place and doing stuff like that. No, it wasn't just there, today. It wasn't just today. It's been the past but three yes, games. Yes, but it was especially, especially today. And there's no like obvious correlation. Tampa Bay is not stupid. They know that. They want to get on the power play. There's plenty. The the most funny one was when the Stars got on the power play and Pavelski skates by and taps the guy on the visor. And the guy flails down and is freaking dead on the ice, apparently. And then he realizes it's not getting called and he hops up and skates super hard for the puck. Like, that that's just proof of it. That's how it, it's just... it Obvious diving all over the place... And I know we're going to get to it eventually, but that's why the embellishment was called in the third. But let's let's keep going down the list. Uh, well, honestly, that that's the next penalty. Yeah, for, at, at least for the we're Stars. We're, we're talking about the Stars penalty, but it, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with that. Yeah, that, the Corey Perry interference penalty, I, I guess I can kind of see it. 
but still, it's a weak call. This is the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Stanley Cup playoffs. And I, you know what? I'll agree with Lightning fans on this one. That embellishment was not an embellishment. It, it was. That was absolutely not. And but the reason um, maybe maybe it was just retribution for all the other missed calls that yeah. they had well, missed well, that's what I their stuff. The, the refs at least acknowledge that the Lightning are going down easy. So you, you can acknowledge that and not call an embellishment on it, right? There's there's good times to fall when you're getting tripped, where you could stay up, but you just choose not to. But they, they, they were noticing it all night, too. They knew the Lightning were going down easy, so they didn't see exactly where Corey Perry's stick was, so they don't know that it got him the nads, and <laughs> he, he goes down easy again. So they think he put the stick on his hip, and the guy went down easy. And if it was on his hip with that much force, everyone would agree it was embellishment, right? If it's on the Mm -hmm. hip instead of between the legs. So that's why it was called embellishment, because of earlier in the game. So I think think there's no – I mean, yes, it's the wrong call, but you can see why the call was made. I mean, I I just feel terrible because – our captain, who did absolutely nothing wrong, in and th- this guy, this is the last penalty. Our, our captain, who did absolutely nothing wrong, and if anything, you know, freaking Tyler Johnson, they 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 missed this in was it the first period or the second period when Rope got hurt? They yeah. missed the tripping call. It's missed the tripping call. The game after and that, out out the for the game. Yeah, stars and, down another forward. So that so that's an that's another hit to our depth. Yeah, and so and, the last penalty, I didn't notice this because I was just so angry in the first place. They call it tripping. The penalty called was tripping, not holding, not interference. It was called tripping. His it was legs, a hockey play. His legs were never touched. Yeah. So let's it was go, a hockey let's go play. through the play. Tyler Johnson, Jamie Ben chips the puck around Tyler Johnson. Jamie Ben goes for the puck. Tyler Johnson initiates contact with Jamie Benn. Takes the stick and puts it up on him. Completely takes hooks the stick him. And puts it up on him. Hooks him across the chest. Jamie Benn tries to fight through the hook. Unlike Tampa Bay Lightning players, he tries to fight through the hook. And he's, then shoves him on his he's, butt. He's stronger than him, so he does it. And Tyler Johnson falls. No foot near anywhere near the skate. No stick anywhere near the skate. Only arms on the other guy's stick. And Jamie Benn gets a penalty because he's strong. That's what it was. Tyler Johnson was weak, and Jamie Benn was strong, and that's why he got the penalty. Because Tyler Johnson went down hard. And that's the only reason. It's completely missed call. It's the most blatant missed call I've ever seen, especially no, it's given not even, the situation. It's not, even a missed, it's not a missed call. It's not a missed call at all. It's a screwed up call is what it is. Yeah, they he made freaking a screwed up. And, they screwed up the game. And like it was we said, great they ruined game. the hockey game. And you know, honestly, the the penalty against Sergachev that he took on Tyler Sagan, that was a very obvious call. Yeah. Very I obvious. Thought it should have been to the dot, but you know. Nah, it, it, was it wasn't close. that much. It, it was close, but it wasn't 100%. Yeah. And over time. Anyway, that, anyway that. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. It, it almost felt like they were just trying to even it up. And that penalty was not warranted at all. Yeah, no puck they near the play. They tried to even it up. They, it. Yeah, so it's a bad penalty. We had the momentum. We had the freaking momentum, and yeah. they changed it, and they 
give us a penalty on a BS call. So even so, let's say Jimmy Ben does slew foot him. Let's say he does trip him. He does kick the skates out from under him. In the overtime of game four of the Stanley Cup Finals, it should still not be called. It's in the defensive zone. That team has the puck. It's not in transition. It's not going to affect the play. It still shouldn't be called. So no matter how you slice it, it should have never been a penalty. And it's called because Wes McCauley wants to make the call on the ice, and he wants everybody to look at him and how great of an official he is. So, and the NHL's got to do something about it. Uh, they better. And I guess I guess we'll see if they change officiating crews for Game 5. I don't, I don't think they can. They, they might have done thing. Well, they might have done anyways. They've got to have more than just two refs. They've got because... three refs and three linesmen. they got one backup for each. Okay, each okay group, then. So. All right, well, then take out Wes McCauley. Take out Wes McCauley. Put the other guy in. Say, you know what? You're in. And maybe give one of the linesmen the officiating job, a referee job instead. <laughs> Golly. Okay. Um. Well, we can get to some actual I, hockey. We can talk about the Stars giving up three goals on those terrible penalty yeah, goals. And so, yeah, and so that's what it comes down to. Is the right. Game. So we. Oh, okay. So before we leave the penalty stuff, there's one other penalty that they missed. They missed the Pavalski high sticking penalty right at the beginning of our first power play. No, that one wasn't a penalty. Pavelski yeah, tips him right well, on the visor. Okay, but it's still high sticking. Back. It's still high sticking. Not in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's not high sticking. If it tips the visor, well, it's not a, a high apparently, sticking. Apparently, apparently, fighting for a puck in overtime warrants a penalty. Yes. So that should well, be called too. What, yeah, that's what we're saying. Is they're just. Well, that, but let's see. That's what I'm saying. Is that that's what a, a Tampa Bay Lightning fan would say. And based off of the way they've called this series, I would agree with them. Yeah. Well, it's, because it, honestly, it's, they've called stupid stuff, and that and is they've a let terrible thing stuff to go. So they let they let go the uh, the tripping on uh, on Rope on, on hits, yeah, and that has a huge effect on the game. Rope, we we're out of forward. We got eleven forwards now, and two of them shouldn't be on the ice, right? Because we have Foxing and Kovo out. So it, I don't, I I really don't understand it. I don't understand how they miss obvious calls. Call weak garbage and then the last call is just it's gonna be on like those highlight reels of worst officiating calls in nhl history that's 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 like number one honestly like it's the pavelski five minute major against vegas and then it's the jamie ben phantom trip in game four yeah that, that phantom trip was just Okay, uh, there's one other thing I want to talk about at the end of this, but I'll get to it when we get to the end. All right. Um, uh, biggest things that stick out to you in the game, and say the obvious one first. So you already said it, but penalty killing with it. We didn't do it. Just can't do it. <laughs> well, it, and and we know why. We have our best two penalty killers out. There, those two guys are always on the ice when we have a penalty kill, and that's why they're time on ice numbers are so we're so high this series because of how many penalties there's there's been so you see the reason why but guys have got to step up and they got, they've got to they got to do it themselves and they they couldn't and that's what cost us the game 
And I give credit to Tampa. They knocked those two guys out, right? Blindside hit on Como. He's knocked out. Foxa gets... I forgot, I forgot what happened to Foxa. He blocked a shot, right? Yeah, I think it was a yeah. block shot. Cannon from from Tampa, who are obviously, whenever someone tries to block a shot, they're throwing the puck right at the knees when they get the chance. So credit to Tampa, I guess, for getting our guys off the ice and then taking advantage of it by diving. So if that's the way Tampa wants to win the cup, then go for it, I guess. it's It, it looks like a soccer team out there. So <laughs> That's a very good analogy. Well, y- you can't go three for four or yeah. oh, one for one for four on the penalty. Yeah, kill. It's inexcusable. There, you, there's you no reason. There, Even with our top two guys out, it shouldn't happen. I mean, you still got, I mean, goodness, you still got Perry. Who's really good at killing penalties. You still got Cogliano. You still got Yan Mark. You've still got Dickinson. You still got these guys that can kill these penalties. And I know there's not very many of them because two of them are out, but guys, this is it. This is the Stanley cup final. You got to find some way to step up, and man, this is this has been the difference in the series. This is the difference in the series right now. If we if we stay five on five for half of we're we're in the lead, we're in the lead, and we win the game. We're probably taking a three one series lead if there's no power plays in this. Like if you take away all power plays, we have a three one series lead right now. Yeah, that's a fact. And like it goes back to how many penalties have been called, an exorbitant amount. And in because West McCauley likes calling penalties. Well, and in times that penalties shouldn't be called in a in a playoff series, I, I just don't understand it. I really it, don't. It's a perfect storm against Dallas right now, is what yeah. it really is. It's an official that likes calling penalties. Your two best penalty killers are out. You got one of the best power plays in the league. So when the new guys come in. Like, how tough has it got to be for somebody who doesn't penalty kill to come in and, like, okay, now kill it off against these guys. Brain Point, Kucherov, freaking, like, what are you supposed Tedman, to do? Sergachev, yeah. It, it's insane. They've got two completely stacked groups. You almost have what no you chance. You almost have no yeah. chance. It's a perfect storm against Dallas right now. So, man, I don't know. It, just, it sucks to be a Stars fan right now. It just, it really does. And... I mean, maybe we'll look back a week from now and we'll see that we won in seven. I'm, I mean, that's the only prediction we can make where we yeah. would be happy, right? At this point, the stars have got to they've got to find a way to make playoff to make Stanley Cup history and have a crazy, nearly reverse sweep. So, all right. Well, what do you think was the turning point in this game? I have a very big turning point. Turning points, the penalty in overtime. I thought Dallas was good in overtime. I thought they had a huge chance to win it in overtime on our power play. I have no idea how they didn't score. And I thought as soon as we weathered that, when Jamie Benn was pushing into the offensive zone, we were turning around what momentum the Lightning had against us. So I think it's the penalty in overtime. I'm going to disagree with you 100%. I think the biggest turning point of this game was the Vasilevsky save on Kamano. We still scored two goal, two goals after that. <laughs> that that was the turning point. At that point, we were up. I will agree, it was a turning point. This game had lots of turning. No, points, that was so. that was the turning point. Mm. You, everybody is going to look back on this game 
And if Tampa Bay wins tomorrow and wins the cup, they're going to look back on that save. They're going to look back on the the penalty. Everybody will look back on the penalty. No, that may may be part of it. But the save on by Andre Vasilevsky is the thing that changed the game for me. And I mean, even as a Stars fan, I just had to sit there and go like mouth just gaped open. Just how did he not score? And I'm going to steal from Razor here. If you do not, uh, what is it? Wait. If you do not elevate, you will not accumulate. So that that means like if you don't get the puck up, you ain't going to score. Yeah. And and Kamano got a little bit of it, and I know he was on his backhand, but man. Well, I disagree with the premise. I think anyone who looks back on this overtime goal is not going to be able to watch that goal and appreciate it because it was a nice shot. It was a great shot. But they're not going to be able to appreciate it without thinking in the back of their minds there's no reason we should have an extra guy right now. So I think that's the reason I disagree. So, but you know, anyway, I'd really, I'd really like to see how non-biased people feel. Cause obviously we feel a certain way about it. And in Tampa Bay is probably like, Oh, well, yeah, but you know, what about that nut check from uh, yeah. Corey Berry on Twitter? I, on Braden point on Twitter. I saw a bunch of Tampa fans who were like, not upset, but like talking about how the game was ruined. Like they're happy they won, but they agree that the game was ruined by a terrible call that should never have been made. I'd love to hear what Canes fans or, you know, West coast fans and any of the three California teams or, but if you are one of those people comment down below. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Let us know what's going on and what you think. Cause you're you're listening to us now, so you obviously are interested in what we have to say. But man, what a crappy way to end the game! You know, we keep we keep trying to move on for a minute. <laughs> we just keep coming we're, back well, to it. <laughs> like if we think about this, the stars, stars fans oh are going to be. Moved. We're not going to be. We're not going to move on from this until the stars win a cup. Like every time you think about the playoffs, stars fans are going to look back and think, "What if Jamie Ben wasn't called for a penalty there?" I mean, that's exactly what we did last season. Last season, it was, what if the Jamie Benn wraparound was just a little quicker against the Blues? And we steal the and we steal game seven. Well, this time it's going to be, what if a ref didn't screw us over because he likes being on TV? It, it, it's going to be that way until the Stars get to the Cup. The reason the Ben thing is gone is because we got past round two just now. So, it's going to be, as, as bad as it feels right now, it's going to, it's. I think it's honestly going to feel this bad until a cup is won. So that it, be ready to think about this for a long time, Stars fans. <laughs> I really hope you're wrong. All right, uh, let's get let's jump to another topic. So we talked about the terrible officiating. We talked about this uh, special teams that were extremely losing. What about Hudobin tonight? I think it's finally catching up to him. I think he wasn't great. I I think he played well. I think he made the right saves. He didn't hold on to rebounds like he was when he was playing great against Vegas. He didn't make any big saves. He made one big save, I think, in the first period is what I can remember. But There was a big toe save in the third period, too. So he made a couple. But Yeah, but... That that fourth goal, the Kalorn goal... Compared to Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky won this game by a mile. Vasilevsky yeah, was did. outstanding. He made so many great saves. Yeah. 
Yeah, hold on, let me double check that. Yes, it, it was the Kaloran goal. Uh, the Kaloran goal, I thought wait, he was just out of position on. Oh, yeah, definitely was. That, that was that was the one that I was kind of like... And, I mean, and really? it's unfortunate because that's the way Dobby has to play. The smaller guy, he has to take those risks sometimes and take a gamble that the guy's going to shoot. Well, that's no, just he what wasn't... he has to do. Well, when you're when you're a goaltender like that, and I know it's from an extreme angle, but you still have to, you still have to square up to the shooter, and he didn't. He was, he he was, he was back up against his post, and I, I guess he was expecting him to go to go and shoot that way, but that left the far side open, and that's exactly what happened. Well, and if you think about if Ben Bishop's in that net in the net, he's allowed to make that mistake, right? He's bigger, he's so giant. He's huge. It hit him right in the shoulder and go off. So if Ben Bishop's in net, that doesn't go in, even if he does the exact same thing Hudobin does. And it, yeah, it, it was just a perfect storm for Stars fans tonight. Perfect storm of this series against the Stars. Like, not even just officiating going the way of Tampa, not because of any, again, not because they're being evil and the NHL isn't rigged, but just because Wes McCauley likes being on TV. And Tampa has had all the lucky bounces this series. Tampa fans will even tell you that every single bounce has gone has gone for Tampa and in the end of the third period tied four to four Vasilevsky sees nothing he's standing straight up puck hits him right in the pad from Klinger at the point what if that goes in (laughs) like you don't even get to overtime there's there's so many instances where Tampa was just super lucky Tampa has had pretty much every single lucky bounce. Like, and you think about you're, you're talking about the Kaloran goal, how it goes right over Doby's shoulder. Lindell's on it. He makes the stick play. He stick checks him, gets the puck, deflects right into the top corner. What do you? <laughs> Vasilevsky standing straight up, hits him right in the pad when he's not even looking, can't see anything. Two other goals that bounced off Stars players and went in. The the the, the stupid over the net. What was that? <laughs> Stars make a great play on the great puck chop, flies right over the net, right to Brighton Point. Like there's, and then he uses his hand-eye coordination, and he slaps it in. Like yep. I, nothing is going the Stars' way right now. Absolutely nothing. Like even Steven Stamkos, who's completely injured. Everybody knows he's injured. When he came back to the game, I was still pretty sure he was injured, and of course he was, and he still scores a goal. <laughs> He played for five minutes. Not even five minutes. He yeah. played, he played, he, he didn't even play three minutes. He didn't even play three minutes. And he scored. Sagan <laughs> has been playing all series long. And, this and he still didn't get a goal. Butt off, and he still gets no goal. <laughs> He's been playing more than 20 minutes every night. Stamkos played two minutes. There's, there's nothing going the Stars' way. Like, I don't know if it's fate that Tampa has to win now, and that they're the juggernaut team, and that the dynasty starts here, but it's what it feels like. It feels like there's nothing we can do to win. Refs are against us with, without intent, obviously, like I said. Mm-hmm. Luck is against us. Injuries are against us. And a hot power play is against us. You know what I'm thinking? is Maybe we're starting to understand what Colorado felt like against us. <laughs> Um, okay, I got- maybe a little more aggressive against the Stars since they're in the Cup final instead of round two. I think. <laughs> right. Okay, I got a couple other things I want to hit. So, 
All right. So one of the things that was frustrating me more than anything was our inability to get out of our own zone. And we just tonight there we and I know you said that we played well and you think we played well. And I don't think we played well. I don't. And the main reason I think that is because of our inability to get out of our own zone. And that it was constant turnover after turnover after turnover. And it maybe oh. and it well, and hold on. It wasn't just in the defensive zone. Not just in the defensive zone, it was in the neutral zone as well. And it was just these and it was constant. I mean, when you look at the giveaways tonight, Stars had 28 and then the Tampa Bay Lightning had 19. So that's a lot for both teams. But the Stars had almost 30, almost 30 giveaways. So the and it, it I mean, wasn't what do you constant think? though. It wasn't constant. No, there, but there was it was throughout the game. Not throughout the game. Throughout there was the game. obviously times where Tampa was pressing hard, and they had a, a 2-1-2 super trap. They, there was times when they didn't have possession of the puck, and they had five guys in the O-zone. So there was obviously times when Tampa changed their their formation to pressure the Stars. And when they did that, it worked until the Stars broke out of it and had great chances the other way. And that's when we got our great chances on the rush, whenever they were trying to pr- trap us, and we got out of it clean. So – there's, they obviously played that risk reward, and that's why we couldn't get in. But there were large swaths of throughout the game where the Stars had complete control, and Tampa was just dumping, changing. Stars going back in, grinding, grinding, grinding. Tampa dumping, changing. So uh, it, obviously, when, when Tampa's forecheck was on, it was very frustrating, and we couldn't get out of the zone. But that's because they were so aggressive. That was one of the most aggressive forechecks I've seen. And it, it worked, obviously. But I don't think that that meant that Tampa was playing best. I think, like we were talking about, the only reason Tampa wins is because they have three power play goals against a depleted penalty kill. So I think the idea that we lost five on five is very incorrect. No, I, I, I'm not saying five on five. Well, you're saying we were worse five on five. No, no, absolutely not. No, what I'm talking about is specifically in our zone – we could not get out of our zone. And there, and like you said, there were large swaths of time where it was just constant. It, it, they just kept putting it back into our zone and we could not get out of our own zone to save our life. And it was, it was constant it, and like for 10 minutes, 10 minutes of certain periods or over a first period to a second period or whatever. There were just large swaths where we just could not get out of our own zone and our, our exits were not clean. I don't, I don't we're think not minutes, clean. But it went the same way the other way too, right? We we were able to pressure Tampa for crazy amounts of times as well. So I think there was lots of momentum changes, and when the momentum changed, it was super sharp and obvious. So I think I think you you were just focusing on the negative for us not being able to get out, rather than seeing both sides that whenever one team was go- was really on, the other team wasn't able to get out either. It was going both directions. Okay. There wasn't a lot of neutral zone play in this game. Okay. Maybe There's I'm a just, lot of four check. Maybe I just didn't notice it as much, but and maybe it's because I'm just critical of my own team more than the lightning. But I just I, I want to see something better in game it, five. It, it felt awful whenever they were doing that to us. It was scary. <laughs> um and here's another thing that I mentioned this on Twitter. 
I felt like the speed of this series is dramatically slower than any of the other series that we've been a part of. The speed. And oh, <laughs> you don't think so? I totally think so. Compared to Vegas, yes, absolutely. But no, compared, and especially compared to Colorado. Compared to Calgary and Colorado, no way. Yes. No way. I don't. I don't. I don't really and have an I'm argument not, other than you're I, wrong. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not talking about the the stars themselves. I'm talking about everybody. The, everybody just looks super tired, and I, and you know what? I really don't blame them, considering how much hockey that they have played over the past almost two months now. And you know what? The stars may be tired, but Tampa Bay has played way more time than the stars have. They had a they had a a five OT game. <laughs> it it, did, it didn't look like tired hockey to me, but t- tomorrow it definitely will. So, well, today that, looked that's, like that's no doubt. Yeah, and I was worried about today because today looked like tired hockey to me, and and I was thinking, well, if today looks like tired hockey, what is tomorrow going to look like? So, yep. I don't know. Okay, you want to take some Twitter questions? Sure. Sure. Okay. So, all right, we just we only have a couple here tonight. So, uh, so at B Castle Texas TX, he asks uh, that we're going back to penalties again. Does that pretty bogus embellishment they called justify the ridiculous call on Ben? And I'm guessing the embellishment call he's talking about the point uh, penalty. And then he says, because let's be honest, I get a stick in the nuts, and I'm probably going down too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I completely agree with that. But again, the reason it's called, we already talked about it. It Obviously, from the ref's point of view, they thought Perry got a hip. They didn't think he got in, you know, the nuts. So I think if they saw him get him in the nuts, there would be no question. And it would have been spearing and he would have been gone. And the reason it was called is because of all the embellishment earlier in the game. And even with, even if, but even you if think it was very justified. Op- do you think it's justified? No, it's not justified. I was about to get to that too. Okay. So even if it was a complete bogus embellishment call, which it kind of was, it wasn't complete bogus, like for reasons we talked about, but even if it was a four on four versus a two minute penalty in overtime does not compare at all. Not even close. So to answer your question, absolutely not. Please reference earlier in the podcast. <laughs> All right, at Barrett Reese one, who starts in gold tomorrow? Tyler Sagan, because <laughs> he can't score. He can't he, score even, a goal, even when it looks so, like he does. <laughs> but he's trying real hard. So if we get some try real hard in the net, oh. we'll be good. Three right, games well, in a row will come easy. Oh, 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 all right. So, <laughs> do you put do you put Bishop in net? No. I don't think so either. I, I think if you didn't put Bishop in that last game, you're not going to go to him. Which, yeah. Which isn't a bad decision. We saw what happened last time Bishop went in that. <laughs> so I, I think it's going to be Hudobin again. And great comebacks start with the first game. So we'll see what happens. All right. Um, at Menon L. Gata 1. Why did Miro get the chance on the four and three instead of Klingberg? Klingberg is a way better choice, IMO, in my opinion. 
Do you agree with that statement? I don't think I agree with that statement. I I think I think what they were getting at was this game because definitely Klinger looked outstanding this game, and Miro didn't look as on. I mean, Miro's been very he was, quiet. He was still great because he's Miro Haskin, and and there's tons of plays where I was like, oh Miro, but <laughs> Klinger looked amazing. So I completely, I kind of agree with that. I think. I think that's a coaching decision that should have been made on the fly. I think the reason Mir, I think the reason Mira was out there was because that's what was practiced, right? If the, like they're like, if we have a four-on-three situation, this is what we're gonna do, and that's what they decided to just stick with. But I, I agree, a coaching decision should have been made to put the hot guy on the ice. So I actually kind of agree with Twitter on this one. Good job, Twitter. Okay. Well, that's interesting because, in a way, I can see it. But I don't think there was a right or a wrong decision on that one. Yeah, Miro, I mean, it, Miro is your best it, defenseman. Klingberg has been hot. I mean, yeah. it, it, which it, one it are you going to go with? It doesn't cost you the penalty kill. Like Either no. way, bo- both of those guys are very capable of scoring. But in that game, I think the technically correct coaching move would be to put the guy who's doing well that game on the ice. All right. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's all our questions. All right. So awesome, amazing, legendary comebacks start with the first win. All right, so the one that sucks the most. So let's see the stars, show some heart, show some pride, and win the freaking hockey game. It's gonna be so hard to come back from this after a game like that to have amnesia that fast on a play that terrible on the very suck. next night. On the, the very next very night. Very next. And we night. talked about this last podcast how this momentum is gonna push. Stars have to show some phenomenal mental toughness i wouldn't be able to do it i'm gonna say that right now i would still be bitter there's no way i would be able to but let's hope the stars are better than me since i'm not a professional athlete and they can put this behind them and find a way to win the first game that's what the series is from now on find a way to win the next game find a way to not go home that's all you're trying to do from now on so do you make any lineup changes so assuming rope is out let's assume rope is out foxa is out and Como is out. Do you put in... It? Okay, so Nick Kamano, I guess, is staying in. And then uh, Kiviranta, well, he's been in already. But so looking at the players, let, let, let me pull this up real quick because I'm I'm actually very curious to figure this out. Well, while, while you're looking at it, I'll tell you who I want in. Okay, I go want, ahead. I want Robertson in. I thought Robertson looked awesome in the few games that he did play up in the NHL. I was hoping he would stay on longer. I felt he got better and better with every single game. So I'm hoping he gets a chance, and he definitely has a, a stick that can find the back of the net. So I, I hope they put him on the ice. I also think Hintz is not going to be back next game. I'm going to disagree with you. You're wrong. Fake news. I think we need a little bit of Justin Dowling. Ew. I know you. I know. I, I know you say that, but what are we short on right now? We are short on bruising forwards. Now he's not exactly that, but who is more a bruising forward, Jason Robertson or Justin Dowling? You are correct. It's Justin Dowling. And then who can kill penalties? Probably more so. Who is projected to be a top six forward? That's Robertson. That's not what we need right now. We got some scoring from our forwards today. What Those we need scoring. is what we need is defense. 
What we need is defense. Those are some good points, but I hate Dallas. And so. <laughs> I, I I don't see how you can go to to Jason Robertson. I really I don't like him. I like him. And, and you well, are correct, actually. I'm going to agree with you on this. But, <laughs> but you're still going to say wrong. you're wrong. You're still wrong. <laughs> okay, so oh, here's the other interesting thing that you could do. Instead of putting out 12 forwards, you could go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. Now, if that's the case, who would who would you put in? You put Taylor Fredoon back in? I wouldn't do it because... The Stars roll four lines, and that's one of their biggest assets is that they roll four lines. I agree, and that's why so, I think I and, think and, we need Justin Dowling. Yeah, and I think our depth guys are good enough to do it. So, like, Kamano and Kevi Ranta have both been great, and I think whoever comes in now will still be good. They're not going to be the exact guys that are Foxa and, and Como. They're not going to have that play style, but they're still going to be good hockey players. And I, I think the Stars, you, you trust those guys. And you let them play. You roll the four lines like normal. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's that's what I'm I'm gonna expect to see. I'm gonna see who expect to see Hudobin in net, and I'm gonna expect to see Justin Dowling in in for Hints, if that's the case. Even though I know Hints is a is a top six forward for us, even though he's on the third line, he scores like he's a top six forward. But we need more of that. That grit, that depth, that we need people who can kill penalties. That that was the difference in this game. Yep. So, all right, guys, that's a long one. It's almost forty minutes, but we had a lot. We had a lot to talk about tonight. So, all right, guys, thank you all for listening. This has been Starcast Marks with, along with Chris. I am Ryan Chambers. You can follow us on Twitter at Starcastic R. You can find us on our Facebook page, Starcastic Marks, and then you can also subscribe to our youtube channel so after each game we we started taking twitter questions so if you look for our twitter handle right after the game game five whether a win or a loss uh, we'll be taking questions and we'll be happy to answer any questions that y'all have well stars lose down three games to one comeback starts now baby comeback one starts game now. at a time I don't know how much faith I have right now. I but have no I'm, faith. I'm going to have... I have anybody else, but that's <laughs> when the stars are at their best. I have no faith, but I have hope. We'll say it that way. I have right, one. Guys. I don't even have hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you on the flip side. Good night. <laughs>